Can you imagine not eating for 30 or 40 days? Well, a West Van woman decided to risk her life as a protest against climate inaction. But why or what made her go on hunger strike? Joining us is Susan Bibbings. She is a climate activist and she's now on a hunger strike. Good morning, Susan. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, Susan, and I'm wondering how you're doing. You started your hunger strike, uh, was it on September 13? 14. 14th. 14th. Yes. Okay, and how long did you last? Uh, well, I'm, it's still ongoing. I'm on day 18 at the moment. Wow. So how are you feeling? Uh, I'm feeling okay. I'm uh, just moving a little bit more slowly. Things have slowed down a little, but I'm staying focused and committed, so I'm persevering. I think a lot of people hearing this, I can't imagine going on hunger strike for even a few days. How else has the experience been for you? Um, it's, it's definitely been something I've never done before, and um, but it's of such importance. Um, I feel that this is something that needs to be done at this point in history. Now, I understand you stopped eating to shine a light on Wet'suwet'en First Nations opposition to the 5 billion coastal gasoline pipeline that's currently under construction in northern BC. Can you say more about why you oppose it? Sure, yes. Um, So the reason I'm doing this, as you said, is is to show solidarity with the Wet'suwet'en Nation, which, um, for those um, listeners who don't know, is, is a is a nation in northern BC near Houston um, because they are currently under attack at this moment. Um, Their river, which is their only water supply, the the safe drinking water, it's one of the few rivers that you can actually safely drink out of. It's not been polluted yet, which is also their food supply, is currently um, under attack by the federal and the provincial Canadian government who are actively committing crimes against humanity. They are committing acts of genocide against these Indigenous peoples, um, yet this story is being silenced. Um, so people here in Vancouver and other parts of the province are unaware of the truth of these crimes that are being committed, facilitated by the Canadian federal and provincial governments against these unarmed, peace, peaceful Indigenous peoples. Um, this is the real face of Canada, unfortunately, um, and this is totally unacceptable to me. Um, I'm just, I, you know, I really want to know where is the media on this? Where is, where is CBC, for example? Don't they have a duty to be reporting on the news happening here? Um, you know, this is despite the third warning from, to the Canadian government from the United Nations uh, Committee on the Elimination of Racial Discrimination. Um, and, and yet, you know, this, this goes on. And- um, yeah. And, and Susan, you felt strongly enough about this cause that you've been starving yourself for 18 days, potentially damaging your own health in the process. Has this process been worth it to you? Well, we're on the radio right now, aren't we? So I'll take that as a yes, it's worth it to you. Now, Susan, I want to talk about something else too. You also glued your hand to the Sea to Sky Highway along the North Shore's upper levels back in June and that was done to protest, again, uh, the destruction of old growth trees. And you've been charged with public mischief. Yes, that's right. Re- respectfully, there are going to be people who are listening to this interview and they're wondering, 
why why is she going to this great length when it doesn't actually change anybody's minds? Well, I would really question, does it? Does it or does it not? I think silence um, is a vote for the status quo to continue, don't you? I mean, can I, can I just mention that uh, we happen to be in a climate uh, crisis at the moment in the world, you know, and our current federal and provincial governments are not only not taking action to address this worst threat that humanity has ever faced, they're not only not doing nothing, they are actively working to make our crisis far, far worse. Um, You know, for example, imagine if the $21 billion that they've already wasted on the Trans Mountain expansion were instead responsibly spent on switching to renewable energies. We could be well on our way to having a carbon neutral country. But there are people that uh, would say, you know, who are stressed out and worried and anxious about our economy who say that we need action that fixes our economy right now. Yes, well, if you, if you do your homework, you'll see that there's far more and better, higher-paying jobs in renewable energy than there is in continuing the fossil fuel industry, for example. Um, so really, that argument is quite false. Um, you know, perhaps a better question m- might be, uh, why is the government being allowed to spend our hard-earned tax-paid, tax-funded money? You know, $20 million alone they spent in 20 20- on brutalizing Wet'suwet'en people and trespassing on their unceded territory, their yinta, they call it, to ram through a foreign-owned fossil fuel expansion project in a climate crisis. We are in a climate crisis. Can I, can I remind you, we have uh, unprecedented extreme climate events happening around the world. How bad do these crises have to get? before people realize that we cannot continue the status quo. And Susan, in court, your lawyer got the judge to acknowledge a psychiatric disorder that you suffer eco-anxiety. Can you just tell me quickly what your experience has been with that? Yeah, well, this is actually an unprecedented um, uh, submission to a court in Canada. Um, I did it on behalf of many, many people. Uh, first, I first recognized in Australia when their country was burning to the ground, um, People are quite understandably becoming very anxious when they're watching the natural world crumble around them. And, um, and that's what you're saying you suffer from as well. It's, it's, it's to show that there is a direct connection between people's mental wellness and the health of the natural world that we rely on for our survival. So this was um, presented as a novel uh, mitigating factor Um, because this is a crisis that is facing people around the world, which will only intensify with further extreme weather events. I'm certainly sure the people in Nova Scotia are experiencing this as well. All right, Susan Bivings, thank you so much for being with us this morning.